welcome listeners to Season 3, Episode 14 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char. And I'm Kelly. And this is our bonus episode to celebrate Halloween and apologize for our last few late episodes. We also want to remind you that we are a finalist in the 2020 Discover Pods Awards this year. Please go to awards.discoverpods.com and vote for Drinking and Screaming in the People's Choice category. We want to win and we can't do it without your help and your vote. And your money. No, they don't need money. Oh, okay. (laughs) Voting closes November 6th, so please go to awards.discoverpods.com and vote for Drinking and Screaming. I'll also put a direct link to the survey in the show notes. So this week for our bonus episode, we of course have to watch John Carpenter's Halloween 2 from 1981. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to be full of fire and fall. This episode will contain some discussion on misogyny. So if that's something that you don't need to hear about today, feel free to skip this episode. All right, confession time. I designed this drink. And I know that we always make a big deal on our show that we drink it while we record. But I don't actually have it. I mean, I was ready to fake it and just lie to our our loyal listeners to say that we were drinking it right now. Do we want to drink it right now? Mm, It's so tasty. Wait, do you want to really do it? (laughs) No. (laughs) I was like, okay. Mm, Delicious. (laughs) Mm. But this is a design of a cocktail that I've created before that we have already had, and I call it fire cider. And it's something that I feel, it's like apple cider-y, uh, but cin- more cinnamony and more liquory. Mm, I like all of those components. And yet, if you actually had it in your mouth, I don't think you would like it. Mmm, yum, yum, Tastes good to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because the liquor in it is something that I know you are not a fan of. But um, yeah, it's it's a Halloween episode. It's got to feel like fall. And then there's so much fire in this film that I thought that it would be a good connection you know (laughs) i mean you say that i wouldn't like this drink but looking at the components it's very similar to a drink that we drank a lot of at something world that will not be named oh yeah no it is that's true so i don't know why you think i wouldn't like it because we drank like 20 of those fucking things while we were there yeah you're right (laughs) well i take it back kelly will love it but yeah, so that's Fire Cider. If you're a patron, you'll be able to see this full recipe, which reminds me of uh, the last few cocktail recipes are going up this weekend. So get ready for that. So this week we watched Halloween 2, which premiered on October 30th, 1981. It's directed by Rick Rosenthal and written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis as world's best babysitter, Laurie Strode, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis, Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Lee Brackett, and Dick Warlock as the shape. Also, Patrolman number three. Oh. Wow. Scaredy fact, before we even get to that segment... I don't think I know what he looks like, so I wouldn't have been able to recognize it. (laughs) This synopsis was written by Rob Hartill on IMDb. Thank you, Rob. In a continuation of the plot of Halloween, Michael Myers shows off his indestructibility by resuming his murder spree despite being gunned down with six bullets in the original movie. Laurie Strode is once more his intended victim with Dr. Sam Loomis again in hot pursuit. 
So Lori is in the hospital, and once again, the cops are clueless, searching for Michael at some school. Eventually, Michael makes his way to the hospital and starts killing folks off one by one, with Lori left on her own to survive. It's revealed that Lori was adopted and that she is actually Michael's sister. The film ends with Lori and Dr. Loomis having one final standoff with Michael Myers, who ends up burning alive after Dr. Loomis sacrifices himself. Lori is driven away in an ambulance as reports. Orders dictate her every move. That was a short ass synopsis. Yeah. It's almost as if nothing happens in this movie. It's almost like that's one of your points. Almost. Hey, why don't you hit me with that trailer audio? I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Some kind of a joke. I've been trigger treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. There is no place to hide. He will always find you. (laughs) Oh boy, was that a trailer? Fuck. Like three times I was like, is it over yet? That was extremely (laughs) boring and bad. It kind of felt like how I felt during this movie. Whoa, hot take. Um, Yeah, it's they just took parts of the movie, but it seemed like they just took random parts of the movie. At least it had that guy who talks like this. In in a world where Michael (laughs) Myers came back to the place where he killed his sister. But just kidding, because this is the same day as the last movie. Whoa, it's on Halloween again. But Uh, not again, because it's the same time. They also had the music from the first one that they then replaced or changed for the second one. Did they change it? Yeah, they added like... So it's the but then in the the second one they had like more synth on top of it. So it's like I was a fan of that. I did not. I like the the pure distilled quality of the first one. Ah, yeah. Anyways, this isn't my thoughts. This is your thoughts. Yes, my thoughts. Let me tell you. The first thing I wanted to point out was that there was a drunk fucking doctor at this hospital. They called him in because Lori's coming in on an ambulance like this bitch has been terrified and like (laughs) sliced and whatnot. So they call in an on-call doctor and he arrives fucking shit-faced. What the hell, dude? If you're on call, you're not supposed to do that. On the phone or after she like hangs up, she tells she, the nurse, tells another coworker, oh, I bet he's drunk. He just came back (laughs) from the country club. Uh, you know these dock in the box places. What the heck? I bet God. if a brain surgeon came in who was in a car accident that this guy would show up and not know what to do. <laughs> Crazy anatomy. <laughs> and then also that ambulance driver that works at the hospital is no. so awful. Oh, my God. He says this might be triggering for some people. Amazing Grace, come sit on my face. I need your pie. He like sings it in like the tune to Amazing Grace. But what? Yeah, that guy was a chode. What the hell? He doesn't even get a cool death. He gets an off screen death. Yeah, he kind of gets a silhouetted death, which honestly is all he deserves. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't deserve a cool death like the bubbling of the tub scene. Yeah, the woman that he's got his dirty little eyes on, she gets a cool death. Yeah. But who is in charge of hiring these people is my main question. 
they do they not have an HR department? No, it definitely feels like they were the nephew of someone that worked at the hospital mm-hmm. or at least he was. And then the doctor is like, well, I'm the only fucking doctor in this town. I can get away with whatever I want. And everyone's just got to put up with it or shut up. It was also weird that it was so deathly quiet in that hospital. It's a night shift. It's so, a graveyard. Have you ever been in a hospital? During graveyard? Yeah. It's kind of still busy. Uh, not in a tiny Haddonfield town. During okay. Hallows, All Hallows Eve. Oh, really? You don't think there's emergencies? I mean, they did show that kid that had the razor blade. Yeah, that's true. Which didn't have anything to do with anything, I think. It introduced us to the hospital. Uh, it was supposed to be spooky that a kid ate a razor blade? I mean, yeah. But... Apropos of nothing else in the entire movie. Spooky. Maybe it was foreshadowing the next Halloween <laughs> where they just do stuff that doesn't apply to, to the rest that. of the Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my next point is that they did have really cool effects in this. And mainly I thought that the suits when people were catching on fire, bro. Oh, yeah. Those were really cool. They had two moments of that. One was a kid that wasn't actually Michael Myers, but <laughs> looked like Michael Myers. But the hair he was wearing was really bad. So it wasn't him, which I knew from the start, even when I hadn't seen this movie before. I mean, he's also extremely tiny compared to jacked Michael. Well, he's not really jacked in this one. He's just kind of tall. Yeah. So that was, but that was really cool. Like there was a whole car crash sequence that we got to see and then the actual flames engulfing someone and then we got to see it like burn a lot. Yeah, you could see the giant protective boots on Michael <laughs> when he's on fire. I guess it's just interesting. They never it felt so like up close and visceral to me. Yeah, well, and I'm pretty sure that the the kid wasn't real. Like they had a like a puppet or a um what a mannequin? Yeah. And then just burnt that and had Loomis stand there and be like, uh-huh, I can't tell if it's him or not. <laughs> Turns out that I don't know uh, what Michael would look like completely charred. Yeah. Damn it. Dang it. I should have charred him. And then they get mad at him. Yeah. For not knowing. <laughs> I mean, he did just whip out a gun at a child and then that child got hit by a cop car. Yeah. So that would be something to get mad at him for. <laughs> Loomis was... It's not one of my points, but he was off the rails in this one. True. But he faced evil. He pure evil. I mean, he. I guess like it's true that he probably just snapped after shooting Michael six times. I shot him six times. How many times did they say that? Six? Uh, I have no idea. So maybe like his drastic change in character was because he just had a traumatic moment. That's true. But uh, no, you're right. The fires were really cool. I appreciated them, yeah. And then I, I wrote that point, and then there was a second fire at the end, and I was like, ah, it's even cooler. You did it again. <laughs> I forgot about it. Those mad lads. Oh, mad labs? No, the <laughs> mad lads. <laughs> and then my last point is that I'm really sorry. Anybody who really loves this movie, stop listening now, and then listen again in like two minutes from now. This movie kind of sucks. Yes. It was super slow building and I didn't care about any of these new characters at all. The one redeeming factor sort of is that the kills were cool. Like they did way more in this film than they did in the first one, which I feel like is interesting because they were kind of riding off the coattails of Friday the 13th. 
which was riding off the coattails of <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> they just had to one up each other. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't care about the plot. It was so slow. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I have a point that kind of brushes on this, but with more of like a maybe this is why they did this kind of thing. Ah, but uh, but yeah, like. I was carving a pumpkin while we were watching this movie and like there were times where I got up to grab stuff from the kitchen and I came back and like it's felt like the same shot was still there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like none of the characters were interesting. So I did not care about them at all. Yeah. So like when they when they show up with a needle in their head, you're like, all right. okay, who are you? But you got an air embolism in your brain. That's intense. I, oh, yeah. And then there was also the woman who like leaked all her blood out. And then the one kind of cool uh, ambulance driver fell on it. Yeah. And that was I thought he was going to come back up, which he did. Wait, did he? Yeah. Is he, he came the one back. With glory? OK, yeah. Never mind. And then he dies again, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just was very lackluster. Yeah. And not at all a good successor to the first one. But you should tell everyone what your pumpkin was. Uh, I tried to make one of the masks from like uh, the Purge or Dead by Daylight, the uh, the Legion masks. Yeah. With like the cross eyes and the jagged mouths and totally. stuff like that. I don't think it turned out. It kind of looks a bit plain to me. Uh, I like it. Uh, Kelly's underselling themselves. It's cute. I'll put the picture up on the Patreon. It's a classic one. It does. It looks great. It's classic. I mean, yours looks really cool. Oh, I was going to say I don't like mine. <laughs> well, then we're both imposters or we're just both supportive partners who are like, no, yours is great. What are you talking about? Yeah. So mine, I did Stranger Things because, of course, mm-hmm. I love Stranger Things. And my family and I in Montreal have this tradition of like skin shaving our pumpkins and we go all out and we use light bulbs to light the pumpkin so that it's really, really bright inside and it allows you to get different layers of light that comes through the pumpkin itself with your skin shaving. So I did, I tried to do that by creating the shadow monster, like mind flare of season two, which worked sort of. Basically, my skin shaving was pointless and I could have just <laughs> carved the shape out into the pumpkin. It looks cool when you're not trying to imagine the light coming through it. If it's just bright enough that you can see the skin. All right. Well, thanks. But we could buy a like a lamp and put it in there. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, that, those are pumpkins. That, that's a fun time. Halloween, y'all. Woo! All right, it's time for Whispers from Beyond. You want to explain this section? Sure. This is where we like to highlight our listeners who are super amazing and they write us reviews or they tag us on social media. And uh, it's a great way for us to give back to you guys and have that little give and take. So this listener wrote us an Apple podcast review. Thank you so much to TransWriter90, who says, so much fun. There are a lot of movie podcasts out there, so it can be hard to find the diamonds in the rough, so to speak. This one is a lot of fun, and it's clear that the hosts are super passionate about horror movies. Plus, the custom drinks are creative and fun. Wait, when we made this podcast, you told me that there was no other podcast that talks about movies. Uh, what? What is this person talking about? (laughs) There are so many movie podcasts. What are you saying? There are also so many horror movie podcasts, and we're very glad that you like us. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yay. All right, Kelly. Time for your point. So my first point is sort of latched on to the fact that this movie was awful. 
uh, in that it felt kind of like it should have just been a 10 to 20 minute extension to the first movie. Yes, like totally. At some point in the first movie, they should have just gone to the hospital for a final confrontation where Loomis ends up blowing himself up with Michael. Um, this did not need to be a second movie. Yeah, uh, I agree. Sorry, I just got distracted because I scrolled down in the document and I saw a name that I didn't expect to be there. <laughs> That's my secret passage or my secret uh, entry into our different segments of this show. I, I, I'm, I'm pitching a new thing. We'll see how it works out. Okay. <laughs> uh, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> but yes, no, I agree that this could have definitely been like a director's cut special edition or something. Like uh, e- totally, I understand leaving Halloween on a note where it's like, "Ooh, did Michael get away? Who knows?" Mm-hmm. But then to, to uh, next year, when did the first Halloween come out? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was a year ago. So then next year, you're like, you know what? All that that can go away. Uh, we're gonna instead make a second one. I imagine this goes with the whole thing that they originally wanted Halloween to be an anthology. Yeah, um, I think so too. And so they're like, but people liked Michael Myers, so let's make another movie with him. But then this one sucked, which so, wasn't a very good selling point. No, so then they were probably like, let's make Season of the Witch, I guess, which is nothing to do with Michael Myers because people don't like Michael Myers anymore. But then the fans were like, fuck you, we want Michael Myers. We want Will Shatner. <laughs> Which then I wonder, is it like two was so bad that they made Season of the Witch, but then maybe Season of the Witch was so bad that they're like, fuck, I guess bring Michael back. We don't care. (laughs) Whatever. You can't screw him up worse than this. Exactly. Yeah, I just I think this could have just also been maybe a short film where they're like, what happened to Michael Myers? I feel like we do say that a lot. That movie horror movies should be short films. Yeah. That's because short films are the superior way of telling horror. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 15 minutes tops and I'll be spooked. All right. What's your second point? Why'd they give him a scalpel? My, my boy Michael <laughs> had a giant a, knife. It's a hospital. Oh, he was so not intimidating in this one. I am like, <laughs> I don't know. Scalpels cut. They're creepy. Sliced a guy's throat with one. That was pretty that cool. That was cool. Yeah. But I think you're right because actually seeing like the stabbing happen with the scalpel wasn't what it could there wasn't that much impact i guess it was almost like he was just punching them yeah exactly and then he had a little pointy thing at the end like the scalpel went so far in that he ended up just punching them in their kidneys yeah yeah and like his whole silhouette just wasn't impressive with the scalpel because it doesn't have that like menacing sheen that the The shadow too like if you're seeing his shadows which they did a lot of in this and yeah, it was just like he was holding a pencil or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the shape. His shape should be ominous. And this, it wasn't at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, he like lifted that one nurse up by stabbing her in the back and then picking her up. And it's like unbelievable because the scalpel would probably slip out at that point. <laughs> Unless he was just grabbing her by the spine. Ooh. I don't know. That was, that's my, that's my mini point. <laughs> I, t- I like it. It was a good mini point. My next one is kind of going back. Did we do Scream last? Was that the one before this episode? Uh, no, two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, Beetlejuice was before this. Right. Betla Goose. Uh, we talked about in Scream how the killers say like, oh, we don't have a motivation. Therefore, it's more scary mm-hmm. why we're killing you. And I really think that applies to this this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I think in the first one, the idea of this like... He was a child and he murdered his sister. Then he went into a hospital for a while and then he came back to his hometown and went on a murder spree again. Mm -hmm. Just 
because I think was scarier than like, oh, Laurie was his sister all along and now he's got this some sort of evil connection to her and wants to finish the job that he started with his past sister. Oh, I I think I disagree. I think that thinking of Halloween as a series that through line of him chasing after her because he's her sister is kind of cool. I mean, I think they retcon it in certain films and then they bring it back. But <laughs> I think I think for the majority of the original generation, I guess, the OG. Yeah. She was always his sister. Yeah. I think it was only in the new one that they retconned it. Oh, okay. But I like that idea. And I do think it's like sort of interesting and like I don't know how to explain it I do like it though mm, yeah I don't I, not that not <laughs> that not having a motivation isn't good that is kind of interesting too and it adds an extra layer I guess of horror but I I just thought it was an interesting reveal I guess mm. there's something just really unnerving about this one person becoming his obsession uh, to use Dead by Daylight mechanics. Uh, <laughs> like the the Dead by Daylight does it great because you can get perks where you're tracking one person as your obsession and you get bonuses for killing anybody who's not that obsession. Mm-hmm. And it's always random. But I like that idea of like Lori was the one that he didn't kill and now he's obsessed with killing her uh, and nothing will stop away. him. Yeah. And I thought that was cooler than having to like retcon and force in this sort of connection between the two of them. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I just it didn't feel like it was forced in for me. It felt like a revelation. And I kind of think that the film would be better if they had gone further with this idea instead of like mentioning it. But then like they don't really talk about it or flesh the idea out at all. Because she never finds out. But she has that dream. I guess that like loose dream of her mom washing clothes with her. Yes. And saying we adopted you. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily, we we adopted you, Lori Myers. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just kind of weird. And the thing that I thought was cool at the beginning of this movie is that Lori didn't even know who Michael was like, yeah, who her killer was. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Like that was awesome. Cause then it's like, she went through all of that and still didn't know who, why this man was attacking her, Mm -hmm. uh, which is much more terrifying than like, Hey, Lori, your brother came back and wants to murder you. Yes. In that regard, actually, I think you're right. It's like this. It's like your favorite movie. No, don't the strangers. Uh, It's so scary. I can't think about it. There's no point. There's no reason why they're killing you. We live in the middle of nowhere now. Oh, God, it's going to happen to me. Yeah. And we're not it's nobody's going to be able to help us (laughs) except for Dennis from Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. My last point is very defeatist. It's so hard to think of anything good to say about this movie. Everything that was good about this movie, like the music and the characters, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, it was all from the first one. Like nothing new had been created that I thought was good for the second movie. Even the kills. Uh, and the first one, you just stab people. Yeah, I guess. But like uh, the lore of why he was killing didn't really. I mean, it changed. So and then it made it worse. Like every mm-hmm. everything was just a little bit worse than the first one. Yeah, I feel that. I agree. Um, I was trying to fight for the film, but I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> Listen, we have to do Halloween every year. Of we don't course. necessarily have to say that we like it. Yeah. But we do like, I, I, oh, I'll speak for myself or maybe I'll leave it for my final thought. Never mind. 
I mentioned this when we watched or when we talked about Scream, I think, where I was like, you can only really name like a, a loose handful of good movies from each of these series. Yeah. Like there's probably more bad Friday the 13th than there are good <laughs> ones. Same for Halloween. Um, we haven't watched all of Nightmare on Film Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. We haven't watched all of Nightmare on Elm Street, but I was trying to say Nightmare before Christmas and then fucked up my own joke. <laughs> uh, we haven't watched all of Nightmare on Elm Street, so we don't know if there are more bad ones in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe these are just supposed to be silly fun. Silly fun times? Yeah. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors. Just kidding. This is a bonus episode. No ads for you. Back to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready for my pilot of a new segment? I am ready. Which is my mom's one point of the movies that we watch. (gasps) Ooh. (laughs) So we've been forcing my mom to watch a lot of horror movies. Yes. And it's been amazing. (laughs) Especially in October. (laughs) And my mom is really bad, mostly with like creatures crawling on things. Totally. Like things on ceilings. Uh, Yeah. So we've been watching a lot of like Conjuring, uh, Sinister, uh, the other one, Insidious. Insidious. (laughs) Which has been really good for her, I think. And uh, she's been a great sport, too, for being uh, fearful. She's still very brave. (laughs) She's very brave, especially when she's got the blanket over her head. Um, But she still watches. So that's what bravery is. (laughs) She told us that we did a bad job talking about Insidious because we didn't mention how scary it was. So I told her that what I'm going to do is every time that she watches one of these movies for drinking and screaming with us, she can tell us how scary it is. Okay. And that will help the viewers at home who don't normally watch horror movies and have the same disposition as my mom to know how scary the movie is. All right. And maybe Shar and I are just heartless, desensitized goblins. Of course. That can't talk about the true scariness of the movies anymore. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> starting with Halloween 2, I guess, my mom said it was too slow to be scary And after spending so many nights watching the devil's work, this was a treat. (laughs) Yay. Uh, I also set no criteria for her. I was she was like, should I do a rating system? And I was like, I don't know. I want how many pumpkins out of how many pumpkins? (laughs) I just thought it would be good if she was like, I don't know. It was six shits or (laughs) four crawling on the walls. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fun. It can change for every movie. Yeah. But it's always got to be out of five. So now we have to force my mom to watch any horror movies we watch for the the podcast. I mean, we don't have to make her do every single one. It's a lot of work. But whichever one she happens to watch with us, totally. I need to watch the like the real craftsmanships ones alone. Because my mom's defense mechanism against scary movies is to chatter. And I need for those real crafty ones, those real artistic. You know, yeah, up up your own ass movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I need to be in the perfect um, environment for that. Yeah. Anyways, it's time to open the Rekonomicon! I don't know what sound effects I've uh, added. I, I just keep giving you an, an additional sound effect to put there. I like it. Um, The sound of a pumpkin smashing. Ooh. But gonna, that, uh, yeah, sure. It's gonna get too big. 
my recommendation is Ratchet on Netflix. It's not explicitly horror. It gets kind of gory a bit in some parts. Yeah, it's still creepy. Yeah, and a lot of it takes place in a hospital, and the bath death in Halloween 2 reminded me of a particular few scenes in Ratchet. Yes, totally. Uh, so that's my recommendation. I am going to recommend, well, story time. I got the new deluxe Friday the 13th Blu-ray box set. Yay! So I'm just going to recommend that because <laughs> I want to watch it. And basically, it's the same thing. If you're going to watch the Halloween films, they're best done through a binge. Wait, are you telling people to watch the first Friday the 13th or to buy the Blu-ray box set and watch that? And watch all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. I mean, you could just watch the second Friday the 13th, too, if you wanted to for the the sequel vibes. Yeah. But yeah. But if you want the true, the true (laughs) recommendation. Buy a box set or find it off the back of a truck. Exactly. It's time for Scaredy Facts. For those of you just joining us for the first time, or for those of you who just like hearing the story, uh, this is the part of our podcast where we invite you into our relationship under the covers, on the couch, or uh, on our bed, as after we watch a scary film, Kelly and I will go on to movie trivia sites like IMDb, etc., to... Uh, desensitize ourselves or not desensitize but make the film less scary than it is because you know it's just actors let's listen to some fun behind the scenes <laughs> trivia uh, buddy having um, eaten and pooped and showered is now in a cuddly <laughs> mood so he's gonna join me for the rest of this podcast good Starting with the budget, it was an estimated $2.5 million. In their opening weekend, they more than doubled it. It was $7.5 million in the opening weekend. Nice. And the cumulative worldwide gross is $25.5 million. Uh, Which is quite a bit, but it's not. Uh, it didn't do as well as the first Halloween okay, did. Okay, good. I needed to know that yeah. for my own sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have so many scaredy facts. All right. I have to blast through them. Blast blast away. Wink. <laughs> In addition to his role as the shape, Michael Myers, Dick Warlock also appears as the policeman who accidentally hits Ben Tramer with his patrol car and crashes it into a van. Warlock not only drove the car himself during the crash scene, but also did all his own stunts as Michael Myers. Nice. Which I thought was cool. That is pretty neat. Get this, though. To get the role of Michael Myers, Dick Warlock revealed that as he passed by a room, the Michael Myers mask was on a table. He put the mask on and walked into Rick Rosenthal's office and stood there. After Rosenthal continuously asked him who he was and he didn't reply, he eventually took off the mask and asked if he could play Michael Myers. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Oh, man. That's so creepy. That's so good. Good job. You probably got to like rank three evil by just standing there looking at him. Another dead by daylight joke. (laughs) John Carpenter and Deborah Hill had no interest in making a sequel as they believe the original Halloween from 1978. Sorry, I lied to you earlier. No. Was a standalone movie. Good. When the studio offered them more money to write the script, Carpenter took the job so he could earn back what he believes was his owed pay. Because at the time, Carpenter had seen little earnings from the original movie. He did admit that he received a significant back end salary much later. But when Halloween 2 was coming out, he was like, yeah, okay, if you're going to pay me for both of the movies, (laughs) I'll do it. 
However, the script was not forming out as well as he thought, and he had personally stated that the only thing helping him through the screenplay process was a six-pack of Budweiser every day, which led to what he believes is an inferior script and bad choices in the movie's story. He later called Halloween 2 an abomination and a horrible movie. Yay! So really, it makes me feel better (laughs) that we don't like it, because neither does the fucking creator. We have the same sense Sensibility as John Carpenter confirmed. <laughs> this is the only Halloween film to show the morning after the 31st. Every other movie ends on Halloween night. Ooh. The film is set immediately after the first Halloween in 1978. Since Jamie Lee Curtis had begun to wear a much shorter hairstyle in the 80s, she had to wear a wig that matched her original hairstyle for the film. Mm-hmm. Which, could you tell? Something was off. But also, she didn't say or do much in the movie. I think she was just underutilized in general, so it's hard to tell. Totally. I think she only has like 25-ish minutes of screen time. Uh. Yeah. A number of area hospitals provided the filming locations for the Haddonfield Medical Facility, many of them hospital corridors. Most of these were filmed at two Californian hospitals, the Pasadena Community Hospital and the Morningside Hospital in Los Angeles. Now, the Morningside Hospital is located at 8711 South Harvard, Los Angeles. Unfortunately, it was recently closed and has since been torn down. So I like to include the addresses when I know what they are. (laughs) But you could go there and see the trees that are the same. Yeah. But the building is not there. Now it's some apartments. Oh. Something that I thought, I think you pointed out, Kelly, in this was that Dick Warlock is the shortest Michael Myers in the entire series. In fact, he wore lifts in order to appear taller. Yeah, he wasn't that large. Yeah. Uh, He was like also kind of looked like one of the lankier ones, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that was interesting. And you were right in pointing it out. I'm always right. (laughs) This is a bit of a bad thing. Oh, no. According to the documentary on the Blu-ray releases of Halloween 2, Leo Rossi and Pamela Susan Shoup were not too keen on the hot tub scene, with a distressed Shoup refusing to do it. Even though Rossi was reluctant at first, after the director, Rick Rosenthal, talked to him, he got Rossi... He basically convinced Shoop to do the scene because Rossi felt that he owed it to the director because he gave him this part. So obviously you have to do it too. Otherwise we can't do the scene. Now. So she was convinced to do it. And I feel really bad, especially because that scene was very gratuitous in the nudity. And I really don't like it when actors get pressed into doing things that they don't want to do. And now they have intimacy coordinators on sets and in theaters, which I think is vital to success and vital to everyone's well-being on set. So I'm glad that's a thing now. And I wish that they had them back then. Yeah. If you can't treat your actors well, you're not allowed those scenes. Yeah. You just don't put them in your movie. Uh, you've lost your privileges. Exactly. Because it's no fun. Like, I want to shout out boobs in every horror movie that we see boobs in. But it's only fun when we know that the actress that did that was like, yeah. Yeah, boo. I'm going to show off my boobs. But if she didn't want to, then that's just bad. Yeah. And don't do it. <laughs> okay, I think I talked about this the first Halloween that we did. But I'm going to just reiterate it in case people haven't listened to that episode. If you haven't, what are you doing? Season one, Drinking and Screaming, actually don't go back. Come on, we're, don't do we're it. peak then. We peaked back then. 
<laughs> but this is a long uh, factoid about the mask itself. So the mask Michael wears is the exact same mask, which is a repainted and modified Captain Kirk mask worn in the original Halloween 1978 film. It looks different in the sequel because the paint had faded due to a few reasons. First, because Nick Castle, the original Michael, kept it in his back pocket during shoots. <laughs> After, Deborah Hill kept the mask under her bed for several years until the filming of Halloween 2, causing it to collect dusk, dust and yellow because Hill was a heavy smoker. <laughs> also, the mask appears wider because Dick Warlock is a shorter actor than Nick Castle, so the mask fit his head differently. And as the producers thought it would be the final sequel in the series, they let Warlock keep the mask, scalpel, boots, jumpsuit, and knife used in the film. But then they decide to revive Michael in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And they were like, fuck, we fucked up. And now they never give the props out to any of the cast <laughs> members ever again. I mean, that makes sense, too. Uh, I don't know. I like the idea of giving actors the masks and stuff, but also you can show them off at like museums and stuff. Yeah. People could go and be like, ooh, cool, a mask that's the real one. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. And last but not least, Jamie Lee Curtis did her own stunt when she falls out of the car onto the parking lot asphalt ooh. at like a minute and seven or an hour and 17 minutes in. Nice. But really, that wasn't the last one because, oh boy, do I have a surprise <gasps> for you. A surprise? Oh, man. Oh, man. Now, those of you who follow along on our IMDb, which I think is silly because I don't only use that. But if you do, you would notice that there were no car facts. Not a one. Not a single one. There were one. so many dang cars. So many cool retro cars. But don't you worry, folks, because I got some car facts. How do you have car facts? Well, let me tell you, our stepdad, Gary, our stepdad, we're <laughs> siblings now. Oh, God. Um, he's a, a big car fan. So while we were watching the film, he would just shout out, oh, that's a, and say what the cars were. Yeah. So our, <laughs> our car section is going to get real detailed. Woo! So the car that Lori and Jimmy tried to escape the hospital in is a four door 57 tan Chevrolet. Ooh. Dr. Lewis's car is a four door 1968 Plymouth Fury. Nice. We actually had to figure that one out too because he wasn't too sure. <laughs> yeah. But we did some investigating and research just for you. There were a bunch of other ones, but it kind of, it's like that one car in that one scene was a Chevrolet something something. Yeah, but those are two standout cars. Those the hero cars. You. And now it's time for final thoughts. <laughs> My final thought is, oh boy, we have to watch Season of the Witch next year. And I I'm not. You like that one? I don't like that. Okay, one. I hate that one too. But we're gonna watch it. Like, when are we gonna get to enjoy a Halloween again? H two O, H two O. Which I have to do a um uh, reprint that I was wrong that H two O isn't the one where they go into the Myers house. Yes. In some sort of like uh reality show thing. No. It was the one where Jamie Lee Curtis is the teacher of like some weird private yes, school. Yes, which is what I said. I'm that glad one's that pretty you're good. Yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> that one's pretty good because uh, she's an alcoholic bad mom, which is always fun. Re Resurrection? Is that the one that I was thinking of? I don't know. Anyways. My final thought is that the best way to enjoy these films is to watch them all at once and then they all merge together and you just take the good parts. Drunk. So you freaking... <laughs> 
Drunken making snacks so you can skip the boring parts whilst making some snacks. Indeed. Well, that's been Halloween 2, a movie about Dr. Loomis and his goals of just being as chaotic as possible. <laughs> Next week, we'll be watching... I actually don't know because uh, we're having a guest on soon, but we had to reschedule something, so we're probably going to have to watch a film on our own first. And I don't know what it is, so it'll be a surprise for all of us. Can I pick it? Sure. Not now, because I can't think of one. But yeah, you can pick it. Nice. And remember, always scream responsibly. Thank you for listening to Drinking and Screaming. Drinking and Screaming is produced and edited by Charlene Bear. Our sound engineer and logo designer is Kelly Wright. And it's hosted by, yep, you guessed it, Kelly Wright and Charlene Bear. For bonus episodes, Patreon poll voting privileges, and exclusive rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash drink and scream. Want a shout out? Review us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show. For more information, check out our website, drinkingandscreaming.com.